This is Being Healthy with Dr. Christian Bramwell, discussing all things health, fitness, and wellness. All right, man. You ready to get started today? Give the yeah. people what they want about the story about fat burners. Yeah, uh, I'm sure there are a lot of people who have heard about them. I don't think we see too many commercials for them anymore. Um, I don't watch a lot of cable TV, so they might be coming on and I just, you know, don't see them. But um, I don't think we see a lot of fat burner commercials or as many fat burner commercials on TV as we used to. Um, you know, so maybe that means that they're being used less. Maybe they're just not allowed to advertise as much. What do, what do you think? So, okay, yeah. So I think there's definitely, I still see a couple on TV, albeit not as much as they used to be. Like, remember okay. back in the day when it was like hydroxy cut, like every, it was like, you know what I mean? You're watching like daytime TV, you see hydroxy cut all the time, something like that. It's definitely, exactly. yeah, it's not like that. I say it's not like that anymore, but I still see like all these fat burners and like, you know, being sold in like, I like these Rite Aid, CVS, uh, gas stations, you know what I mean? So they're definitely yeah. still popular. And I know a lot of people, especially like my patients have asked me, what do I think about fat burners? So I wanted to explain a little bit more into the weight loss industry. Uh, what's actually in fat burners and are they really going to help you lose weight or not? But this is all in the show today. And then after that, we're going to get into some core questions and to finish it out. But let's, uh, let's get started. So let's get started with fat burners. So let me, so I got my own fat burner side. So I said, remember when I was, remember when we were both going to Jesuit high school in Tampa and, uh, and, and, and uh, we played football together. Yeah, I remember. Yep. So pretty much after we stopped playing football. So I don't think, we, so yeah, probably you were graduated by then, but I started picking up uh, uh, a Walmart brand fat burner. I can't remember what it was called, but I think it was just called, fat, I think it was just called fat burner with a Walmart, with the Walmart brand on it. You know what I mean? You were so using I was trying to fat burner. It was a generic fat burner, you know what I mean? It was like generic, like no type of fancy cursive writing or pictures or nothing like that. It was very basic, you know what I mean? All right, I did not know that. <laughs> oh yeah, but oh yeah, I did. So pretty much after I figured out I wasn't going to be a, <sighs> my dreams were crushed. I figured out I wasn't going to be a, a Hall of Fame offensive lineman for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, winning two Super Bowls and owning. 22 car dealerships i decided i had to lose a little bit of weight you know what i mean just to be a little bit healthier for the ladies don't you laugh man it could have happened in another world it was the flat nah, feet you know I mean? if i didn't nah. have flat feet i'd be fine but anyway but anyways uh so i think right, this what'd you say i said all right bro <laughs> whatever whatever so anyways i picked up the fat bird because as i said i put on some weight and I know I had to get it off because uh, I went to a doctor and discovered my cholesterol was like 250. So if anyone knows, cholesterol is one of the fat levels that we keep an eye on. So it's cholesterol, triglycerides, HDL or good fat and LDL, bad fat. So my cholesterol was high in general and I was overweight as well too. So I knew I had to lose some weight and I thought a fat burner could really help even though I knew my problem inherently was diet. And it was diet. Like I was eating public chicken tender subs and drinking chocolate milk like it was going out of style you know what i mean but i didn't want to you know i didn't want to i tried i was trying to cut a cur cor cut corners and thus use the fat burner so i used that fat burner the whole summer and well let me ask you this side do you think i lost weight yes or no a little bit yeah yeah i, mean, you I, definitely did. Did. I did you definitely now, did yeah now the question is asked like was i losing that weight because of the fat burner or was I losing that weight because I realized public chicken tender subs aren't exactly as healthy as a salad? 
But I think I found it out the most because I said also when I was working that summer, uh, at, like my last summer Jesuit, I also just, I also was working at Publix. So go Publix, Team Publix. So I was working at Publix, and you know, as working as part time, you don't exactly have the money, and these fat burners are not cheap. Like the one at Walmart, I got like I got the generic one at Walmart because it was fairly well priced. You know, what I mean, it was only about twenty five, thirty dollars for a sixty for a sixty pill bottle. How to take two a days, which wasn't bad compared to some of these ones like Hydroxy Cut Triple X Slim Turbo, which only costs one hundred and fifty nine dollars. You know what I mean? So this was a little bit more manageable. So I so. So I got this one. But however, you know, being a kid in the summer, funds are tight. You got to spend money on gas and the beach and stuff like that. So I didn't buy – so I didn't use the fat burner for about a month. I would say now – I would say about three weeks, not not a full month until uh, I got paid I got paid next. But in that same time, I found out like even without the fat burner, I lost the same exact amount of weight with the fat burner than I did without it. And that's when I sort of realized, all right – I something's not right here like how do i not take it but still be fine so at first oh no i thought it was just a it was just the fat burner still in my system or something like that so of course i go back buy the fat burner and go lord behold go on the fat burner still losing the same amount of weight not any more not any less and then i just want to get frustrated you know because as a kid you want results right here right now and i want you know you know, I want that six pack right now and i felt like the fat burner was falsely advertising as saying that it could give me those quicker results to get those abs and the, and I'm just losing the same amount of weight with it as I did without it so that was when I sort of realized alright I think I might be wasting my money on this sort of thing so I, so that's when I stopped putting, that's when I put the fat burner down and I've taken it for about three to four months and besides that it was as I said like I didn't I didn't feel pumped per se I think it was more of a placebo effect you know what I mean by the placebo effect right yeah yeah, so for those for our audience, the placebo effect is pretty much you say you have two groups of people, one people gets the drug that you're experimenting with, and the other group gets like a placebo or like a sugar pill, where both groups don't know if they're getting the sugar pill or the experimental drug, that way to make the trial better. So anyways, I felt like maybe at looking back, it was a placebo effect, just thinking I had the fat burner gave me that energy to work out to eat better and just to boost my overall mood. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, is any, like, is anyone you know inside? Like, have you gone through a fat burner personally, or anyone you've known like had a fat burner or used it or anything like that? Actually, I had a teammate in college. Uh, he was a another offensive lineman, and he was he was pretty overweight uh, to the point where he was not as athletic as he needed to be. Uh, you know, just because he he was really too big to have the sort of uh, quickness that they needed him to have and that he needed to have at the position. Okay. Uh, he took a I'm fat. Because, like I said, I was a pack of Skittles away from 300. Like, was he bigger? No, he was probably 350, 360. He was he was a big boy, and he was he was about six four. Yeah, probably oh. about six four, 350, 360. Um, so he was a big dude, but he he wasn't the most athletic person generally. And then with the extra weight, obviously that made it harder for him to be, um, you know, take advantage of the athleticism that he did have. Uh, so he was using some sort of fat burner, maybe a few of them. And I remember he came back sort of looking like a stick compared to what he used to be. I think uh, after wow. after after probably spring ball and over the summer uh, when he came back for training camp, he just kind of looked like a stick compared to where he used to be at. Um, and there was another there was a football player. And uh, when we were younger, 
um, I can't remember his name, um, but he actually passed away. Uh, and part of, I think part of the cause or, or what has been, um, I guess, suggested as part of the cause of his passing, passing was the use of fat burners, um, as well as, you know, being in the heat, not drinking enough water, um, you know, the intensity of training camp. And I guess like the, the, the fat burner did something that did not mix right with the environment and circumstances uh, that he was dealing with. Okay. And, and by, and I guess it was like spring, you guys were training in this, this was spring training, right? So uh, no summer training camp. So, you know, okay. when it's, and that's the other thing is that uh, because of the way from my limited understanding, because of the way fat burners work uh, it's pretty dangerous to use a fat burner while you're also being like active in a very high stress uh, situation or, or profession. Okay. See, that's one of my biggest worries about Favre, and you hit it right on the head. Thank you, my co-host, but you hit it right (laughs) on the head. You're welcome, man. So besides that, uh, so let me ask you this. Like, did anything ever happen? Like, anything – was he ended up okay? Like, anything ever happened that was bad or – Well, he actually quit, uh, I think, after that season, like in a few months. Um, And I have not spoken to him since, but I'm pretty sure he stopped using it during training camp. Um, But I mean, he wasn't he wasn't super active and outgoing. Um, He sort of found a way to kind of, you know, you know, those guys where they'll find a way to sort of hide um, and, you know, get try to do the bare minimum sort of thing. Yeah. Um, So, you know, maybe that helped if he was if he was still taking at the time. But to my knowledge, he was not taking it uh, while we were in training camp. Okay. Okay. Interesting. See, and also, I want to know, you know, like, also, I feel like another thing about the fat burners that I also forgot to mention is also I feel like they can untarget. I mean, they can target women a little unfairly. Like, what do you think about that? Because in the sense that when it comes to like, you know, image, it's like all about, well, I said, when you already see fat burn, it's always like, how many like pretty girls, like guys do you see? At least like, you know, a three to one girls to guy ratio. You know what I mean? Do you feel in like, what'd you say? Are you asking what I've seen in, uh, I guess, who's been portrayed in the commercials or in real life? Do you feel like, you know, there is a fat loss commercial? Like, I'm just, there's this one also fat burner commercial I'm thinking of. It's like that yellow and purple pill. I forget what it's called, but I think that might have been Stacker too. That might have been it. It was like this. It was like woman walking out. She is gorgeous. She is like she's like a ten. She's like a top ten of the top ten of the top one percent in beauty. Just walking out. All these other beautiful women that are tens. There's like ogling over her. Whenever I think of fab burners, I just think of that commercials. They're just trying to target to women. Now, do you feel like women can be? Do you feel like women are more targeted to the fat burners than men, or what do you think, Syed? Mm, as far as the the commercials and the advertising, it seems to be pretty equal. Uh, the the commercials that I'm that I'm thinking of that I've seen, it's usually a guy and a girl. You, you know, both a man and a woman in the commercial. The guy with the uh, the lady with the I guess like lean beach body and the dude with the ripped six pack abs and all that sort of stuff. So I've seen both, um, but you know, if, I don't know if you wanted to go into some of the research that you found, but just looking at it, it, it does actually support the point that you're making um, about women sort of either being targeted or just, I guess, being encouraged to use it more than men are. 
Okay. And if any of our listeners have any of their own opinion themselves, feel free to hit to hit us up, either me or my co-host Saeed in the bio to have links to anywhere where you can reach us at. But yeah, so so the research I'm about to bring up is from by the National Institute of Health. Pretty much looking at fat burners as you know, as can they be so the reason I the reason I bring up this article is because when I say peer-reviewed articles, peer-reviewed means it has to be some type of article written by a certified source. For instance, the National Institute of Health, they're certified, so they're going to whatever they're going to research or experiment on or write about, they are going to do an in-depth scientific method on how it stacks up. So, scientific method is pretty much you you use scientific uh, experiments to see if it's repro- if the results are reproducible. And uh, what's the other word I'm looking for? Reproducible and, oh, accurate. So pretty much if you repeat it, so pretty much if, say, for instance, if someone took a fat burner in Canada and and someone in Texas took the same fat burner, are those results going to be repeatable according to the scientific method? You know what I mean? Okay. So according to this article from the National Institute of Health, they describe the term as a fat burner as a nutritional supplement that is claimed to acutely increase fat metabolism or en- or energy expenditure, impair fat absorption, increase weight loss, increase fat ex- oxidation during exercise, or somehow cause long-term adaptations that promote fat metabolism. So they took a re- so they did a re- so they did what's called the meta-analysis. So they take a lot of case reports, a lot of studies, and they pool them together to sort of figure out what all of this what all these research studies show. So let me ask you the side. So what do you think it shows? Do you think fat burners were, they passed the scientific method, it was fairly inconclusive, or it's inconclusive and it's really, or it's really not looking good for fat burners? What do you think? Mm. I'll go with the, the middle ground of inconclusive. Yep. So here's exactly what they said. For many of the supplements... Although so some promise, evidence is lacking, and data is unreliable. So pretty much, it, so pretty much, according to the National Institute of Health, any data that says fat burners can get the results they do are pretty unreliable. So you so you get that? Yeah. Okay. I mean that I think, you know, based on what they've they've probably found with it, it's it's not like there's some sort of wonder drug out there that's going to affect everybody in the same way. And I think that's something that, you know, you're going to be talking about more and more as we go through the podcast, but Mm -hmm. um, everybody's body is a little bit different. And if you're just coming up with some sort of one size fits all cure all, it's probably not going to work out the way it's uh, being advertised. Mm -mm. But as you know, they always got it. But in America, advertisement is king, as I said. Uh, so I forget, I think it was, uh, it was not Tim Ferriss. I believe it was Gary V or someone was talking about how, like, you know, there are pawn, like how there are pawns and chess pieces that we use in terms of businesses. So for instance, I believe that they called, and if any, if any of the audience knows what I'm talking about, feel free to correct me and just message me. But there, but, uh, marketing is pretty much, I believe your Bishop or your Rook. So it's a pretty aggressive piece that you can use. And they say, and pretty much with a great marketing, you can mask the flaws of many products. And I think that's what I think that's what's happening here with the fat burners, where 
I think the advertisement is too is so good that it's just sort of preying on people's psyches because at the end of the day, you know, I mean, who doesn't want to look good in a bathing suit? Like, you know what I mean? Who doesn't want to walk around with their shirt off looking sexy? Like, I know that's what I want. I'm sure that's what everyone wants. You know, you don't even want it to, Saeed. Don't, don't be laughing. You know, you want it to. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not a bad, uh, I guess, a bad skill or whatever to have a uh, half tucked away. Yeah. Just be able to rip your shirt off and run into the water like a like it's Baywatch or whatever. You know what I mean? Have the girls staring at you, be waving at them, blowing them kisses. Nah, I'm okay. uh, you're, you're deep into this fantasy, man. Uh, <laughs> you can tell. Yeah, just just <laughs> you've thought about this before. Oh, just once or twenty times. But anyway, so let me. So first, <laughs> so anyway, so what fat birds don't tell you is that. Birds, like, for, they don't tell you how it actually helps the body burn weight. They just say, you know, it burns fat. Uh, you know, it burns fat really well. Well, let me – first let me educate the audience on how actually our body burns fat. So pretty much all – so pretty much burning fat or, quote, unquote, uh, losing weight. I'm just going to loosely lose, use those terms together. So pretty much in order to, to burn fat or lose weight, you have to be in a caloric – uh, deficit. So, you know, you got to burn more calories than you eat. So it's either you got to consume less calories or burn more. You follow me? Yeah, I'm with you, man. Yep. So pretty much, so for calories, so for calories, you know, they're fats, proteins, carbohydrates. Those are the big three of uh, macromolecules that we get our energy from. So decreasing those is one thing. So, okay. Does a fat burner decrease the amount? Can a fat burner decrease the amount of calories that you eat no because it said like unless it has like some type of appetite suppressant in there which i could get into it, it usually won't it usually doesn't do anything much of that and now the second thing that fat burners can also do to that can, that can legitimately burn fat is called lipolysis or fat breakdown so pretty much uh inside our cells we we can take fats break them down to their basic parts Use them for energy, and then and then uh, go on with our day. So, so for instance, with the keto diet, the premise is that you burn through all your carbohydrates as as a fuel source, so that you're left with the fat. Because how our body burns fuel is carbohydrates first, then after that it's fats, then after that it'll go it'll go to, it'll burn muscle if it needs to if we're in that much of a hunger state. So once we go through our carbs, then the fats next to go, and that's called lipolysis, where we break down the fat shorter reshuffle all the parts together and use the parts for energy and get rid of the waste. So that's another way. And then another way uh, that we can do this is it's what's called ooh, forgot. Uh, I forgot it. I was on the tip of my tongue. That's okay. Just describe it. Oh, Maybe as you're more, describing oh, no, it. It was simple, more okay. exercise, just exercising more. So, so pretty much. Oh, okay. Yeah. So pretty much when you're, when you're exercising more, you're burning through your glucose and you're burning through your calories. So burning through your glucose achieves you in that fat-burning state a lot quicker. You know what I mean? So increased mm-hmm. exercise is very good, and preferably weight-bearing exercises. The CDC recommends everyone gets at least two times a week of weight-bearing exercise because the additional muscle increases your metabolic demand for energy, thus making it easier to burn fat. So those are usually the big three. So I don't know. So the fat burner could maybe help with the fat-breaking-down part, but as far as eating less calories, it doesn't help out with that. It can give you more energy to work out more, but at the same time, if you're not gonna, you're gonna work out if you want to work out. You know what I mean? Like it's not gonna pick you up, make you a coffee, 
tie your shoes, drive to the gym, and go work out. You know what I mean? A, a, a fat mm-hmm. burner may you a little boost of energy, but that drive, I believe, it's got to come from yourself to begin with. You follow me? Yeah, man, I'm right here with you. I mean, I think that's, you know, I don't, I don't mean to go back to the research, but it says uh, the the National Institute of Health says, um, you know, in discussing that fat burners are inconclusive or the research on them is inconclusive. Still, the best way to lose weight and keep it off is to follow a sensible approach that incorporates a healthy eating plan, reduce caloric intake and reduce caloric intake and uh, moderate physical activity. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it's the same basics that, you know, for the most part, um, we've been aware of for for a long time. Um, it's just, you know, more than anything. And, and this is the thing that's often left out is it's those habits. And it's hard to sort of maintain those habits unless you're really you know, willing to make a couple of sacrifices for it. Mm-hmm. But that's the benefit of a fad diet or a fat burner or something like that is that you don't necessarily have to make a sacrifice. Like you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier in the pod, you know, you didn't have to give up the chocolate milks and the, uh, the chicken tender sandwiches. Mm-hmm. You could just take a fat burner, you know? Wanted to cut that corner. So, yep. but that's, the, but that's the thing. And it, like they're in, in terms of being healthy and being your best self, really there aren't too many you can't cut too many corners you know what i mean that's yeah important. that's the important but i mean but i mean it's just like with um like fi- uh business success people are looking for ways to get a passive income or you know the shortcut to being a millionaire um it's it's nice to think that there's a magic pill that you can take to get from start to finish uh but in reality, it's just kind of a grind and you just keep doing it. If you really want, if you, if you figure out what it is that you want and you're able to work towards it, that helps, but you know, it's still going to be challenging, you know, you're just going to have to kind of deal with it. And that's uncomfortable sometimes, but. It is. I know people out there have definitely gone through it. So if anyone in our audience has their own personal weight loss story or trial or tribulation, they want to share Please, I'd be happy to. I'd be happy to listen to you. I love hearing stories like this, and maybe I could tell you about my own too. Said all our links should be in the bio below. But all right, side. So let's. So let me just break down a couple key ingredients into these fat burners that I have the biggest problem with. Because I agree with you. If you are gonna, I agree. As from doctor's advice, there is no better, better, better thing for weight loss you can do than eating less, and not just eating less, but eating very sensible food and, and exercising a little bit more. Now, in terms of what of what people ask, what they can ha- have to help work out, because of, people have also asked me about you know these pre workout supplements, which is be a, a whole podcast of its own. Uh, these pre workout supplements. The only one I, I I I tell people I use that I recommend is coffee. It's natural. Studies have actually shown that coffee is very good for brain health as well as just maintaining energy throughout the day. So that's the only one I recommend. But one of the main ingredients in a lot of these fat burners is caffeine. So, so let me ask you this side. Do you, so like, no one's caffeine. What do you, what does caffeine do? Like, do, do you, does it cause weight? Like, what do you think it does? Uh, well, caffeine temporarily spikes your metabolic rate, but it doesn't last long. Uh, that's why drinking, you know, a glass of green tea or not a glass, but, a you know, a cup of hot green tea in the morning is helpful just as like a, to get your day started. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also, it like can too much caffeine can speed up your heart rate. 
And that's one of the things that, uh, that some fat burners do. I don't know if all of them do, but they'll sort of increase your heart rate, yep. which gets yep. you like, it's trying to trick your body into thinking that you're more active than you actually are so that you're burning more calories throughout the day. Um, and that's not, you know, that's, that's, that's in, in the long term in the long run, that's not a good thing. You don't want your heart working too hard on a regular basis. Correct. So yeah, correct. Correct. So the next one, so you ever heard of ephedra? So you're right about caffeine. So caffeine pretty much, it stimulates your central, it stimulates your central nervous system, you know, makes you a little bit more focused, heart, heart rate up. Uh, yeah. But what about, next one is ephedra. Have you heard of ephedra before? Yeah, I'm not quite sure what ephedra does. Okay, just take take a guess. I'll tell you in a second, but just try to take a guess real quick. Uh, it's, so I'll say there's one of two things. It either works as a sort of an appetite suppressant um or or it may it may trick your body into uh like not absorbing sugar okay close those are, those are the two things i was, I was thinking more so to the first one pretty much okay. pretty much ephedra is a plant it's an alkaloid type of plant from china and pretty much it's made it's of the same alkaloid compounds of ephedrine pseudoephedrine norepinephrine which are all which all work on the central nervous system and increase the central nervous system as i said you know constrict your pupils makes you a little bit more focused and gets that heart rate up so it does pretty much the same thing as caffeine however ephedra is a little bit more dangerous than caffeine so remember hydroxycut and how it got pulled off the market uh no i didn't i don't remember hearing about that how long ago did that happen Okay, so okay, so yeah, let me tell everybody this. So yeah, so about a few years ago, about say seven years ago, there was this version of hydroxycut that had a large amount of ephedra in it. So ephedra was they were using as their secret ingredient to you know increase fat loss. However, combat, but however, as you said, if you do have hydroxycut with stuff full of ephedra, but you also have a couple other compounds that do the same thing, say you know caffeine, which also stimulates your central nervous system. You could have mm -hmm. the Yohimbe root as well, too, which is not well studied, but they say it helps in fat, fat oxidation or uh, calcium, which in high amounts can also uh, cause a stimulation, uh, which can also, as I said, they say can cause increased lipolysis. So pretty much you're, you have a pill stuff with a bunch of stuff that does the same things where it's not studied how these drugs interact with each other because these weight loss companies, they don't spend the money to have a certified trial done to show whether or not uh, the, this drug is, sa is safe. It's not looked at by the FDA. So without the F so without so the FDA, they require these studies to be shown. How do these drugs interact? Uh, is it safe for people? Blah blah blah. They don't, but so they're not required to do that. So they so they can just stuff a bunch of ingredients in it and then market it as a fat pill without having to be looked at by the FDA. So because of this hydroxycut had ephedra, caffeine, carnitate, yohimbe, a bunch of stuff in it, it was giving a lot of people palpitations, lightheadedness, fatigue, and people were dropping out. And it happened so much that the FDA had to step in like, okay, yeah, yeah, we're pulling this off the shelf. You guys got to you guys got to pay some money, stop that. So they, but they're still making hydroxycut, they just don't make that brand anymore. So yeah, so with the danger that's one of these dangers with having all these same stuff in there is that you're gonna just increase your heart rate or increase your sympathetic tone uh so much that your body can't handle it and then you're just gonna uh, and then something bad could happen 
So that is, so I said, that's the danger of like, of a lot of these ingredients. They're not approved by the FDA and they, they don't spend the research to show how these interact with each other. And of course you got to think side, if you are a, if you are a person who is working out hard and as your buddy said, as I said, is your friends on the team, if it's hot out, sun's beating on you and you have, and you have this stimulation in your body as well too. It's not a good, it's not a good combination. Yeah. Yeah. So said, so, and so if you guys are getting in, so fat burners, ingredients, don't anything with too much ephedra or caffeine is not what you want to do. Uh, especially with caffeine, a little bit of caffeine is bad about, so about 300 uh, milligrams of coffee is good. So that's about two to three cups a day. But in some of these, they'll, they'll stuff easily at least 500 milligrams in it. And then for ephedra, as I said, we don't know how much ephedra is quote unquote safe. So that's a little harder to quantize as well as other fillers as well too, that don't necessarily have much fat effect, but it just fills out the pill even more. So do you know what a filler is, Said? Um, I mean, it would depend, right? Any, almost anything can be a filler, right? Yep. So pretty much, yeah. So filler, yeah. So, so, rem- so yeah. So like, for instance, like just the, I make myself a little cool. So whenever you're, so whenever uh, people are, uh, are making or cutting uh, cocaine, they can cut it with like, uh, well, I'm, not cool as, I'm not as cool as I thought I was. What, what, what did they cut that stuff with? Is it like bacon, bacon soda or bacon powder? Yeah, that's it. That's it. So they just cut the pill with this just to make it more fill because if you just have caffeine, so pretty much with just the ingredients they have, they want to fill up a pill. So they add other stuff in there like beta glucans, uh, which they say increases your ability to feel full. Uh, they put they put in a lot of a green tea extract, green coffee extract, char gum, pretty much a bunch of plant products. They just put in a bunch of plant products in the pill and send it off. And, okay. Yep. And for the most part, and the for the most part, I said, in America, with obesity as a problem here as it is, uh, they can package this whatever and, and however they want to, and people and there will be an audience for it because I said, who doesn't want to lose weight and look good? Especially in America, where you know it's a very results place, everyone wants to get those results. So I can see why. But I got something to share with you also as well, side. So, so let me. So I'm just gonna ask you a couple questions. Okay. So first of all, the weight loss injuries. How much do you think the weight loss industry is worth? I'm gonna give you a couple options: five hundred million, ten billion, seventy billion, two hundred billion. 70 billion. Yep. About 70 billion. It grew from about two point, it grew from 4.1% uh, since, since 2018 with millennials uh, are surpassing the baby boomers in buying the amount of fat burners, which I can believe that, as I said, like, and I feel also, I feel like with social media as well too, like that also adds some extra pressure because I know with social media, you always want to show off your best side. So, do you, do you think that could also play play a, play a role too in why millennials are buying more, or do you think I'm just making a little thought on myself? No, I, what you're saying makes sense, but I think there's a. So there was a on ESPN had a documentary. I I think it might have been a thirty for thirty about steroid use, mm-hmm. and for the most obviously steroids and fat burners are are different, but the use of steroids and the use of fat burners are kind of similar like the the, the motivation like the abuse the mind, 
Oh, okay. The motivation. I got you. Yeah, the motivation and the mindset that goes into the use of steroids and the use of fat burners. Um, and part of it is just from the promotion in TV, movies, social media, um, but just generally of people being fit, people being muscular, people having these like the movie star body back in the 90s and even in the early 2000s is completely different from what the movie star body is today. Right. Like you go to you go to a movie or you see a TV show, everybody has, you know, flat a flat stomach or a six pack and, you know, muscles and the, the you know, the the cuts and the lines and all this mm-hmm. sort of stuff. So, you know, and a, there's a lot of stuff going on where just people are more people are trying harder and harder to to be what they see on TV and not realizing that the people on TV have nutritionists, dietitians, personal trainers, you know, some of them may be using surgeries. Like it, it's almost impossible to look like that unless you're doing exactly the same things that those people are doing, but we constantly see it. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's what people try to imitate and social media, I'm sure has something to do with it too. I would say so. Let's just to keep going on a couple of trends real quick. So meal replacement shakes, they are up pretty much. They are they they made meal replacement shakes over four point seven billion dollars in two thousand eighteen. Uh, let me see here. Also, huh? That's weird. Diet diet soft drinks are down. They're say they fe- their total diet soda sales fell uh, one point six percent according uh, to according to uh, the latest market research. Let's see where's this? Where did I get this source from? Oh, Wall Street Journal. So, yep, diet. So that soft diet soft drinks down one point six percent from two thousand eighteen, down eighteen point sixty three billion dollars total from the soft drink industry. And as well as medical weight loss franchises have seen slow growth, with some going out of business since two thousand seventeen. Huh, that's interesting. I was thinking about getting into some weight loss. I was thinking about getting into some weight loss if the market was right. But this is interesting. Well, I mean, you want to be careful about the, and this is sort of, you know, you mentioned um, like a sensible diet and calories and stuff. The higher quality your food is, the the more you can eat without going over, I guess, your calorie threshold. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you look at weight loss supplements and diet supplements, you're going to have one, a different impact on your body because your body is going to be able to you know process it or absorb it differently or or it'll have to work differently to absorb it but two also processed foods have a higher calorie count so depending on the sort of supplements that you're using or the type of food that you're eating if you're getting something out of a box a bag or the freezer section all of that stuff could end up taking you farther away from your health goal than actually help you getting to it you know when you look at what's in it and how it's uh, impacting your overall health um, you know, as opposed to just fruits, vegetables, lean meats, and things like that. I agree. I think the biggest thing, the weight loss, as like as far as I've seen, as like work as working as a doctor, I think it's follow up. I think a lot of people you just got to keep an eye on them. You know what I mean? I think without proper follow up, because first of all, health is already difficult as enough as it is. Now we're adding nutrition; it can make things a little bit more complicated. So for me, I would just want to make sure I have like close follow up with people, in like a, like a weight loss clinic. I think that could be the best thing because that way, you know, I can follow up on their diet, encourage them, make changes if needed. So that's, so that's what I would want to do as well. I would maybe have a couple of products, but as I said, nothing I would put my name behind right now. You know what I mean? I would still yeah, have to do have my, 
Yeah, you'd have to look into something and, you know, figure out if it actually has value for the people who would be using it. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people that do need help. But before we but before we wrap up the segment side, I got a couple of funny stories about some about some weight about a couple of weight loss uh, medications that were taken off the market. Okay. Okay. So number one, now would you now say like this? Would you buy your special someone uh, special fat burning drops made from human placenta? Placenta. Human placenta. That sounds. Why would one? Why would you buy that for somebody else? Two. Why would you? Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of pieces to this that are confusing me. So just go into go take it whatever direction you're gonna take it, man. I'm confused in general. I'm just saying. If someone, if you say, I'm just saying, if you someone did need to buy a fat burner, uh, that wanted placenta in them, they do. They did have this one uh fat burner called HCG Platinum X14. Sold the GNC and Rite Aid that was made from human placenta or human cor- uh, chorionic gonadotropin. So pretty much after <laughs> this is the funny part. So pretty much this is this this product is nothing new. It's been pitched for decades, and pretty much it's been on the shelves in GNC, Rite Aid, Walgreens, all this, saying that people can lose as much as fifty pounds, selling from like sixty dollars to one hundred and fifty. So. Pretty much, this ingredient, the, this human placenta uh, gonadotropin hormone, it was never in it. They lied. They lied for decades, and the and the Federal Trade Commission made it pay a three point two million dollar settlement to a bunch of the people. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel bad for those people. Oh, I, I still can't believe it was on GNC, Rite Aid. It was like Walgreens. It was in some legitimate spots. But apparently, as I said, like when you don't have a product reviewed by the FDA, you just cannot trust it. No, you shouldn't trust eating random people's placenta. Like what? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's good, man. I'm telling why, you, why people you have... placenta. What? Like, what? What makes you want a random? I don't know. That's like walking <laughs> up and licking a random baby. Like, what is wrong with people? A, a lot of women, a lot of for some women, they do want to keep the placenta and drink it or hold on yeah, to but it. as weird as that is that's still their kid like you can always just say like it's mine you're gonna take a random per- like that's weird enough but then you're gonna take a random person's placenta yep and use it for way that just makes it even weirder <laughs> i know they I can't believe it i can't believe they, it was on the shelves for like years before they found out it wasn't in it that is Oh my god! Yeah, I don't know if that makes it any worse though. Like that kind of makes it better in my opinion because it's <laughs> actually like consuming placenta. <laughs> All right, is that better or worse than the caffeine infused underwear that promises to destroy fat cells? Now nah, the placenta is still worse. Still worse. Okay, <laughs> pretty much Norm Thompson Outfitters and Wakol America. Oh, and I, and this article is from BuzzFeed and. Uh, this article is from BuzzFeed. Uh, nine uh, nine weight loss uh, scams slash hoaxes. So this place, Norm Thompson Outfitters at Weichel America, got in trouble with the Federal Trade Commission this year for for selling underwear that they said at fifty five dollars a piece that was to burn fat and infused with caffeine. Of course, they realized. Oh wait, no, no, caffeine doesn't burn fat like that. Stop, stop that. So the FTC laid down the hammer again. It made him pay two hundred and thirty thousand dollars in settlements because pretty much they was lying. 
And then and then they also had to pay one point three another one point three million in in other unsubstantiated claims. And these and these stores I mean sorry. And the stores that had these caffeine infused underwear included Macy's, Saks, Bloomingdale's, and Lord and Taylor. Yeah, people are weird, man. All right. All right, man. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. And that, and that, and that was the, I got I got I could go on for these, but uh, I'll make sure to, I'll make sure I'll try and post the link in the bio so y'all can see, but this is definitely a funny, entertaining read. Oh, <laughs> real people, real results. That was funny. All right. All right, Zayn. But yeah, so overall, so for overall talk, uh, the overall points for my audience, I wanted to reiterate to you guys about fat burners is that there is no, uh, cutting corners in terms of being healthy and weight loss. It is a bunch of consistently boring decisions that you have to make to eat better and exercise more. Fat burners are not regulated by the Federal Drug Administration, so they can throw what in there, uh, they, as obvious by HCG X14 with double placenta. Not double placenta. I'm sure they just had a regular amount of placenta in it. Or no placenta. Actually, no, they had no placenta at all. But they don't. That's placenta too much for one episode probably for like 10 episodes unless we're, <laughs> unless we're gynecologists talking about like where babies come from or something or like the birth process but look, we said placenta way too much man okay placenta. that's just such a strange word placenta, <laughs> placenta. all right man give me <laughs> all right sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. but yeah so anyways placenta sorry sorry guys couldn't resist <laughs> But anyways, without the FDA looking at these fat burners, they can throw as much ephedra, caffeine, green tea extract, baby powder, whatever into that. And it wouldn't be known because I said the FDA makes sure that uh, whatever is put out has gone through trials. These drugs have not gone through trials. We just have anecdotal tales of people telling us how they lost 50 pounds in 12 hours. So unless there is some scientific peer-reviewed uh, articles that tell me that these fat loss supplements are good. As a doctor, I can never recommend it to my patients besides a little bit of coffee. And those are doctor's orders right there. All right. Yep. Uh, did we want to wrap up with uh, your core questions? Yep, let's do it. Let's run through some right. core questions. All right, so we have four right now. Uh, I'll read the first one. What do you eat when you feel like indulging? but also don't want to feel like total crap the next day. Easy. It would be my peanut butter banana smoothie. So if y'all don't know, I'm a huge smoothie person. I believe that they're very healthy, very simple to make, and they can have a lot of nutritional values. So on my site, healthd.com, I got my recipe for my powerhouse peanut butter banana smoothie. It's sweet, savory, and will keep you full so that you're not snacking later. Highly recommend you go to my site and check it out. All right. So to that uh, person whose name is not on here, but that's okay because I would probably mess it up anyway, uh, a peanut butter and banana smoothie on healthd.com, healthdy.com. Next question. Do you have issues remembering to take your vitamins every day? So for me, I do not take a multivitamin. If you do, uh, just free for you to message me again and let me know, but I don't take a multivitamin because I try and get a balanced diet so that I get all my vitamins and minerals through my food. So by how I do that, as I said, 
I would say my two meals are pretty constant, unless it's like the weekend or something like that. And my dinner is what I'll change up. So for my breakfast, I usually have oatmeal, a little bit of peanut butter and a banana in there. And then for lunch, I usually have a salad with maybe a small piece of meat. So if, if I'm being good, you know, like a piece of fish, I'm being a little naughty, maybe like a chicken finger or something like that. But I usually have to have a salad and the salad should be have at least three different types of greens besides the initial salad. So for me, it's tomatoes, carrots, and olives. I'm a little weird, but those are my big three for salads, tomatoes, carrots, and olives. What about you, Saeed? What's, what's your big three for salads? Your favorite, your top three uh, toppings. I don't really eat salad, so I don't really have much in there. I guess just like some romaine lettuce, and that's about it. As long as it's got that, I'll be all right. Boy, you basic. Yeah, man, I don't eat salads. <sighs> all right, so I, I gotta, I gotta, I'll work on you. I'll, I'll work on the side, guys. I, I promise. But then for my dinner is when I'll change things up. But for my dinner, I make sure to have at least one good whole grain there. So by a whole grain, I mean like either lentils, uh, whole grain rice or pasta. Just make sure it says whole grain or make sure it says it, or I'm sorry, make sure it does not have enriched flour in the ingredients. As long as it does not ha- say enriched flour and it says whole grain, you should be fine. So, those, that's just my basic diet, but if you have any more questions, feel free to answer me back. And what was their name again? Uh, their name is not listed. Okay. Well, uh, okay. Well, anonymous, if you got any questions, just hit me back up. All right. Third question: Can regular cardiovascular exercise offset the drawbacks of a high sodium diet? Yes. Yes, I would say because actually, so. We have a study called, so we have what's called the DASH diet. Uh, so the DASH diet is pretty much, a, uh, pretty much a diet and lifestyle on how to reduce your high blood pressure, thus reduce your cardiovascular risk. And we did a recent, and the, there was a recent study done that showed that sodium is not that, is not as important to blood, to control blood pressure as we thought it was. So, so the biggest thing to control blood pressure is weight. So pretty much weight loss is going to help out your blood pressure much quicker than eating sodium. And then after that would be stop smoking. Stopping smoking will definitely help out your blood pressure more than, than sodium. And then after that, it's exercise and then, you know, watching your sodium intake. So exercise and sodium are about three or four right now. So exercise can overcome high sodium. Sodium is not as bad on blood pressure as we thought it was. With that said, be careful about your sodium intake. Don't, don't, don't just jump in and, you know, eat chips and popcorn every day just because, you know, other stuff impacts uh, blood pressure. Correct. Correct. Side. Yes. No bags of chips, but still just keep it to a, as long as you keep your sodium to a minimum, you should be fine. All right. Uh, last question. Does drinking any type of liquid form after eating food affect our body? So I'm we- not quite sure. I'm not quite sure what this question means. Like, I, perhaps they're asking if staying drinking stuff after you eat helps you to stay full, and does that help you? Yeah, the question, read the question again one is, more time. Yeah, read one more yeah. time. The question again is: Does drinking any type of liquid form after eating food affect our body? Okay, I think I'm just trying to say is like, does dr- drinking liquid after food affect how our body is digested? That's what I'm guessing. Is that, was that just, what you got from it? Or what, do you, what did you get from Not it? really, but let's just run with that. Let's, we'll, we'll make the question what we think 
it can be. So, so you run with that and answer that question. Okay. So I will say, so I will say this, that pretty much the only thing that you that can mess up digestion after a liquid that messes up digestion after you eat is alcohol because alcohol naturally irritates the lining of your stomach and can just cause problems with digestion. So usually if people who drink a lot of alcohol after they eat, they can have like some loose stools or very bloaty or flatulent gas type of things going on. So I highly recommend if you do eat any, just drink some water after you eat because it, it, it'll make your poop nice and bulkier and as well as, as well as ease on everything to make the lubrication down your whole GI system a lot better. So just drink water if you eat and you should be fine. No pounding, no pounding a beer after you're done eating. All right. Uh, that was our last uh, core question. Is there anything you wanted to wrap up the podcast with? We've covered so far today uh, fat burners, uh, the fact that fat burners, the research on fat burners and whether or not they can actually help you lose weight is inconclusive. Um, and the fact that since it's unregulated, you can pretty much put anything in there and you know, whatever you get is what you get, which is never a, a good prospect for anybody. Um, we also briefly discussed in the core questions, um, you know, some alternatives to junk food if you're trying to indulge um, and trying to make sure we moderate our blood pressure and balance out some of the salt we're putting in there. Uh, and also drinking liquor after you eat uh, can make you gassy. Mm -hmm. Sound about right? That sounds about right. Something like a full episode. And again, guys, right, if you have any questions from the episode or anything concerns, all social media platforms are in the link bio below. Again, this is Dr. Bramwell, CEO of Health D, and my co-host Saeed Bramwell Gordon. And together, we're trying to keep you happy and healthy. Thank you guys for listening. Stay tuned next week, okay? This has been Being Healthy with Dr. Chris Bramwell. Remember, listening to Being Healthy in no way creates a doctor-patient relationship. The opinions provided should not be viewed as medical advice. And remember, please consult with your doctor before making any changes to your diet or habits. Thanks again for listening, guys.